Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do Just what to do, just what to do If what you're feeling is really true Is it really true, is it really true Just keep your ideas safe and sound Safe and sound, safe and sound That's exactly how change is found Change is found, change is found I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass And in time this too shall pass I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Jerry Petito taught the class I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Loves the answer, the greener grass Well, hello, guys. The reason I played my theme song, that theme song is played on my other five networks. Um, but the reason I played it today, I usually don't do it on RTR, is because today is a very special day. I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. Guys, 30 years ago this July, I changed my life. 30 years ago, God saved my life. And the reason why I'm putting a shout out today is today is Black Balloon Day, March 6th, in honor of all who's lost their lives to addiction. Tomorrow is my 60th birthday. So not only is this an incredible weekend for me, I have to thank God over and over again for sparing me. And now it's my job to go out and help the addicts in need and their families. And that's what I do. I'm also a recovery coach, guys. So I'm always, always, always here to help anyone in need. Having said that, this is not only my birthday weekend. This is probably one of the greatest birthday weekends I'm having. Okay. Last year on my birthday, I got to actually hug Larry Chance from the Earls. Imagine and now this weekend, I'm getting to interview another incredible great legend. Before we introduce him, I want to introduce my awesome, awesome guest co-host, Kenny Kojak, fellow DJ on RTR. Say hello to everyone, Kenny. Hello there. Hi there in Radio Land. So, you know, I was going to introduce our guest, but you posted a photo of you and him together. So I think I'm going to let you do the honors. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, Robert Ritterelli, Bobby Rydell, is an institutional name from, from 59 to 63. He's had 19 top 40 hits. He's an, uh, uh, what, what I call a living legend, and he'll tell you the story about what happened to him in 2012, I'm sure. But all I'm going to say is welcome to Remember Then Radio, because I'm lost for words. Bobby Rydell. Woo! Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Jerry. (laughs) Wow. You know, I knew Kenny was going to get into the real name. He does such a great job with that. We're so opposite, but we work well together. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's Bobby Rydell. Woo! And he's like very professional, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bobby Rydell, how are you? I'm just fine, Jerry. How about yourself? Well, come on. I mean... 
Look who I'm talking to. You've honored us incredibly today. Um, I mean, I want to give a shout out to RTR, Remember Them Radio, the owners, okay? Stevie and Angel, because without this platform, we wouldn't be here today with you. We wouldn't be keeping this incredible, great music alive. And here we are. Um, you know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say anything you'd like to say. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's start it that way. You want me to go? I want, go? I want you to go. I want you to just tell everybody something you'd like to share about you. Something I would like to share yes. about me. Anything. Well, uh, first of all, it's going to be nice to get back to work again. I leave for Florida uh, on March 17th. I work at a place called the Claremont Performing Arts Center on the 18th and 19th of March. And that will be the first engagement I, I'll be doing since the last March. So I'm absolutely looking forward to that. And, you know, to see all the fans again and to be able to work on stage with a live band. You know, so that's basically what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. Bobby, do you have a volume up on something else? Are you listening? Because I I hear something in the background. I could be wrong. Well, I have the phone on speaker. Okay, maybe that's it. Okay, well, let's see what happens. Um, I can hear you fine. I just heard a little echo. So oh, I can hear you fine too. Okay, good. All right, so you know what? I want to play a song for everyone. The chat room is packed. Guys, usually I give a shout out to everyone individually. Today, right now, I just can't do that. Stevie, the owner, you're in there, and I already gave you guys a shout out for RTR. Um, too many. We only have the hour, guys. And so what I want to do is say thank you to everyone in the chat room um, and everyone listening right now. So you know what I want to do? I have to play your signature song first, okay, Valari, because everyone has been messaging me that they cannot wait to hear it. So here we go, guys. Enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion And all this 
I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. Kenny, would you like to say something about that song to to Bobby? I know you do. Well, you know, originally it was done in February 1958 by Domenico Madugno. It, it's translation... Now, I got to correct you, uh, uh, Kenny. It's Mabunio. Dominico uh, Mabunio. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm Jewish. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry. So then you say, say it with a Jewish accent. You know, <laughs> Dominica Mabunio. I love it. <laughs> but it's Nel Blue de Pinto de Blue, okay? And it was, it was a, a, a number... Two hit in that year, and right next to uh, Ricky Nelson's Poor Little Fool, and Valari, the way Bobby did it, he scored a number four charted hit. But what I like to say, people don't realize, but the writers, not of Valari, but the writers of other songs of his are incredible. I'm talking about Cal Mann, whose real name is Cal, Calman Cohn. And he was a comedy writer for Danny Thomas, okay? And then he met Bernie Lowenthal, or Bernie Lowe. And Bernie Lowe actually wrote, and I'm sure Jerry will uh, notice, Elvis's yep. Teddy Bear. Yep. And it, I mean, it's huge. The writers of his songs on Parkway and, Park, and, and, and Cameo Parkway are, are just unbelievable, song after song. Am I right, Bobby? Yeah, they were really marvelous. Uh, the, the, the three, the three people that I worked with there at Cameo, which later became Cameo Parkway, Bernie Lowe, Calman, and Dave Apple, who did all of the arranging. Right, right. He was a he was a he was a big band uh, kind of guy in the '40s and worked with the Apple Jacks, and uh, he was a producer of the Tokens in, in the '70s. But you, I mean, and then he also had something to do with Tie a Yellow Ribbon with Tony Orlando. I mean, this is huge. When you have these people behind you writing for you, and you have a voice behind, you know, you singing, it, it, it's, it's a match from heaven. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it really was a great marriage. You know, I, I read a little bit of your bio, and I just want to share something for people out there that don't know this, okay? I mean, all I, all I knew was I was crazy in love with you, and I was born too late. That's all I knew, okay? And um, so you were, of course, a teen idol. We all know that. But your career has been going on six decades and counting. But here's the thing. This is what I did not know. You sold over 25 million records. That I did not know. That is incredibly impressive. Well, you know, that was all because of uh, the material that was given to me, you know, written by Low Man and Apple. So, um, you know, I'm very, very proud of that, you know, extremely proud. Well, it was it was the material, but it was the way you sang it. Well, thank you very much. I mean, you have to, you know that, you have to know that. It was the way you sang it. I mean, you, Bobby Rydell, are you kidding me? Um, oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I do have pretty good chops. There you I, go. I there you go. And the orchestrations, orchestrations behind the singer. The singer has a great voice, but the orchestrations, the music behind you, I mean, it's huge. Definitely well, huge. Oh, yeah, that's all because of Dave Apple. He did most of the arranging on all of my records. 
Amazing, right? so amazing. It, I mean, it had to be wonderful when you're in a studio and you have an orchestra behind you. you know, that had to be a great feeling, right? Oh, sure, absolutely. You know, uh, and it, it, it's great to go into a studio and do everything live. You know, and back then... When I recorded, you know, if you were flat, you were flat. If you were sharp, you were sharp. Not like today. They can fix anything today, which is kind of like really stupid. <laughs> You're right. Exactly right. Unbelievable. Did you ever, one thing, did you ever, were you ever on stage with Frank Sinatra? Never on stage with Mr. Sinatra, but I met I met Mr. Sinatra at the Copacabana when I was 19 years old. But I never had the opportunity to be on stage with him. And if I if I ever was, I think I'd be nervous as hell. Oh yeah, wow! You, you be an opening act for him? Oh my God, that would um, be unbelievable! Guys, we have a little surprise. Hold on, please. This is a cool surprise for you, Bobby. Here we go. I think we have a surprise. Caller, say hello. Mr. R. Is this, is this Mr. Kulik? Is this Robert? It is. How are you, my friend? Good, and how about yourself? I'm great. I, just, you know, I don't want to step on your toes to take so much time. I asked Jerry if I could uh, call in. She doesn't usually let anybody do that, but she let me do it. And she's a sweetheart. I love her, and... Uh, come to my shows and stuff and uh, I just want to tell the people out there listening that you're listening to an American treasure. I love this man and uh, you know we've spent time together we have time on we have a lot of fun on the milk shop cruises we have our little own little rat pack in the back on the deck and uh, with Stewie Stone and the rest of the people and uh, ladies and gentlemen this guy is the best. I said it for from day one, when Mr. Sinatra passed away, Mr. Rydell picked up the torch. He's a, a, a great actor, a great singer, a great all-around guy, period. And I just wanted to call in and let the people know that. I love you, and give my love to your wife also. I Please certainly you. will. Thank you ever so much, Bob. That is so nice of you, my friend. Bob, Bob Kulik, don't hang up yet. Bob Kulik from The Happenings, everybody. Another legend right here on the phone, RTR. Listen, this guy is off the charts really quick, and then you can hang up. Tell everyone where you're going to be, March, because I'm going to be there. Uh, yeah, I'm going out for the first time March 26th with my solo thing. I'll be at the, uh, in Towns River, New Jersey, at the American Legion Hall. And, uh, you know, singing some Bobby Rydell songs also. There you go. Because I do a short tribute to Robert. There I do love Larry, uh, Forget Him, which is my favorite. And of course, wild one, and uh, and a lot of other th- different things. I'll be out there from uh, seven o'clock till ten, and you know, I'm the board, as they say, and you know, just doing what I got to do. And Bob, stay healthy, and I hope to see you uh, if it happens. I, I don't know if you're going to be there at, at the uh, Hall of Fame Awards in June at Harris. I don't know if you're coming to that. If if it's, they do, you know, I I guess so, Bob. I I would imagine I'll be there. Yeah. Well, he was at the last one. Yeah, and, and uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of that, uh, I had the great honor of being put into the East Coast Music Hall of Fame with Bob. Woo! Great honor of a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. And uh, it was it, it was a great night. He was great. He sang and great. And, uh, uh, also, Bob, I hope maybe we'll see 
see each other on the Mold Shop cruise. I don't know if you're going to be on. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't know either, Bob, to tell you the truth, you know. Mm. Yeah. I, I'll miss you if you're not, though. I, we have a lot of fun. Thank you, my, thank you, my friend. Bob Kulik, everyone. Love you. <laughs> love to Bob and love to Linda. Take care, my friend. Bye. Thank you. Take care, Bobby. Wow. So, um, I want to play another little surprise for you. So, here you go. Bobby Rigel, it's Larry Chance of Eros. Stay safe, my friend. We need you around for a long time. You're great. That was Larry Chance giving you a shout oh, out. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you, Larry. How you doing, my friend? So he gave you a shout out and he's listening. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Love that's you, Larry nice. Chance. Woo, Larry Chance from the Earls, everybody. He's uh, so good. He <laughs> is so good. Glad I was able to capture it. I'm, I'm sorry that Bobby didn't hear it too well. Oh, but that's okay. He's going to hear it perfectly once we download the show. He'll get to hear okay. everything. Yep. Um, so I want to play one of my all-time favorite songs. Here we go. Kissing Time. Come on. They're kissing in Cleveland, Kansas City, too. They're wailing in Wildwood, back in Waterloo. So, Bobby Rydell, tell us a little bit about this song. Well, that song was recorded with a group that I used to listen to in Wildwood, New Jersey, at a place called the Rainbow, Rainbow Club. And the group was Georgie Young and the Rockin' Box. And Georgie Young was just a monster, monster reed player. He played alto, tenor, baritone, uh, bass flute, alto flute. He was just a monster. And he's the one who... Uh, uh, the solo on Kissing Time, and that was done 
at the Canigo's office, 1405 Locust Street, a little two-by-four studio. But what a great sound it had. Great sound. Amazing. We all loved it. We all loved it. Um, I want to mention real quick, and then Kojak would like to talk to, to mention something really incredible. Um, I want to mention that you are an author, and you have a book out. What's the title of your book? Tell everyone. Yeah, the title of the book is Bobby Rydell, Teen Idol on the Rocks, A Tale of Second Chances. And how appropriate is that for what we're going to be talking about next? Kojak, what would you like to say to Bobby? Well, first of all, you have to get that book. It's a a great book. And this man is is living proof of it because... In 2012, and, he'll, and I like to tell, uh, let Bobby tell the story, but in 2012, this man had a double transplant, kidney and liver, and from a, 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 a girl named Julia, a 22-year-old girl, who donated seven organs, and Bobby received two of her organs. Tell, tell that uh, quick story to the listeners that probably, probably a lot of them don't know about that. Wow. Yeah, well, that is correct, uh, Kenny. Uh, back in 2012, I had a double transplant, liver and a kidney, and that was all because I had cirrhosis of the liver, because I was drinking a hell of a lot back then. And there was one doctor in Philadelphia said to me, if you don't stop drinking, Bobby, you're going to be dead in two years. This was 2010. So I figured, what the hell, if I'm going to be dead in two years, I might as well have a ball going out, you know. But uh, as as uh, as luck would have it, as you mentioned, uh, 2012, uh, a young girl from Reading, Julia, uh, she was hit by a car and was immediately pronounced brain dead, which, by way, uh, by the way, is the only way you can get uh, organs. Uh, you have to be pronounced brain dead. And I shared, I shared, uh, I shared a liver with a little girl. Her name is Saya. She was only five years old at the time. And she got 25% of Julie's liver and I got 75% of Julie's liver. That was back in 2012. Saya is doing great. I'm doing great. It's nine years now since the double transplant. And um, I was just a very, very lucky guy. And, you know, I, I guess God looked down on me and said, you know, I really don't want you right now, Bob. I'll give you a few more years, you know. And it was a miracle the way things happened. So, and when I'm on stage, I try to impress upon my audience how important it is to be an organ donor because it truly is the gift of life. Wow, yeah, and was it true that 2013... You you had a coronary bypass as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm what they call a frequent flyer at Jefferson Hospital <laughs> here in Philadelphia. Yeah, I remember I took I took the test, and uh, the doctor tells me, well, he says uh, you got ninety five percent of uh, the LAD and eighty five percent of this, and I said, but I feel great, Doc. I have not, as a matter of fact, I have to leave for Biloxi uh, tomorrow. He said, you ain't going to Biloxi. You're checking in right now. So I checked into the hospital Thursday, and uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I sat there like a, like a, a to-the-doop, and I called up my wife. I said, come and get me. Get me the hell out of here. They're not doing anything. She said, I'm not coming to get you. Oh. <laughs> It's a bionic man. This is this is absolutely amazing for those people out there listening that this man is on stage. Yes. And-
and sing his. Un- I can't say the word out loud, but this 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 guy can sing, and he's he's a great joke teller. The whole, <laughs> you know, you know that, Bobby. Gina Lola Bridget a joke? Oh my God! You know, you know that's really not a joke. It's it's basically a story, right. you know. And and it's it, it lasts for my God I don't know seven eight minutes long, and it's a wonderful wonderful piece of material, and it it, it gets tremendous laughs. Oh I know I, I I'm still laughing from it, but you, you know the, your, your presence on stage, you're a showman, you have you still have your voice, and it's just unbelievable. If, you know after what you went through all, all these years. You know, yeah, yeah, thank you, Kenny. Thank you very much. I mean, talk about um, second chances, right, Kenny? Talk about that. I oh, mean, Bobby, your book, I, I'm assuming, I, touches base on all this, correct? I'm sorry, say again? Your book, A Tale of Second Chances. As oh, a, absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely, Jerry. Yeah, all right. Second absolutely. and third chances, right? Oh, my God. Amazing. You know, just, uh, just, what was it, two years ago, uh, I fell and I broke my, uh, my, uh, uh, what is the big bone in the body? The tibula? Yeah. The tibula. 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 And tibula. I had, oh my God. And I'll tell you what, to recover from that was worse than the liver and the kidney transplant. Oy vey. You know, everyone in the chat room, guys, again, I can't stop to say hi to everyone individually. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. But Bobby, say hello to, just say hi to everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. <laughs> so there, we got that out of the way. I feel bad. All right. So, all right. So we have another shout out for you. And um, if you can't hear this too well, Kenny will tell you. Here we go. Everyone. I'm here with the great Charlie Thomas of the Drifters. And I want him to talk about Bobby Rydell. So, Charlie, what do you think about Bobby Rydell? What do I think about him? He owes me a soup. He owes you a soup? Oh, uh, uh, really? How did that happen? Oh, but when we first got in the business together, we very first got in the business together, uh, I got in the singing business, Bobby got in the singing business, and I think some lady that he was with bought him one of them knee pants suits. Oh, so he owes you a suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so we're going to tell him on, on Saturday when I interview him that you want your suit. So you owe this I, man a I suit. Didn't, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what Charlie said, buddy. I absolutely adore that man. You, I absolutely adore. You owe him a suit. You owe him a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said you owe him a suit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did I give him one of mine? I don't think he fit it to one of mine. I don't think so. No, something about a suit. I didn't get it either. But I'm going to be interviewing Ooh. him on Wednesday. Did you spill something on his suit, maybe? Did you spill a I drink? I don't know. That's great. That's great. So, um, all right. So, let's play another song. Um, Another one of my favorites. I mean, they're all my favorites. I mean, come on. But let's play Wild One, because everyone is itching for it. Here we go. Every day, but someday 
songs ever. Tell us what that song meant to you, Bobby. Hello? Did we lose? Did we lose Bobby? Hold on, guys. It says he's there. Um, hmm, let me, let me, Bobby? Okay, Kenny, let me, um, try and grab him back. Hold on. Okay. Not sure what happened here. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry about this. We might have lost him. Let's see. Guys, I'm sorry about this. Not sure what happened. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Bobby, are you there? Bobby? Hello? Kenny Kojak, it says he's there. Really? Um, yes. Gee, maybe he went to the restroom. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right, do you want to talk talk a little bit about the song Wild One? Well, Wild One was a number two charted hit on Billboard, and that was from January 18th, 1960. And what song beat him out? Uh, it was The Theme from a Summer Place by Percy Faith. So that was the number one song that that time in 1960, and, and Bobby Rydell was number two. So, uh, and and he was also uh, it was it peaked at number ten on the R&B charts, and he went over to England, was number seven in Australia, was number uh, eleven on the Cameo label. And we're talking about you know the, the three guys that wrote this song, phenomenal. You know, Dave Appel, Cal Mann, whose real name is. Calvin Cohn, and then Bernie Lowe, whose real name is Bernie Lowenstein. And, you know, like I was saying before, these guys, you know, like uh, Cal Mann or Calvin Cohn was the writer for Danny Thomas, and then he met Bernie Lowenstein, and uh, he also wrote Chubby Checkers, Let's Twist Again, and The Limbo Rock. 
and you're talking about uh, huge, huge hits. Um, you know, Bernie Lowe founded Cameo Records in 56, later became Cameo Parkway, and other artists that they worked with is D.D. Sharp, The Orleans, and The Times. So, you, you know, these are, these are huge, huge song songwriters that helped uh, the, the, the singers sing their songs, you know? So Bobby's saying he's there. Bobby, can you hear us? Okay, so Bobby, hang up, and I'm going to call you back. If you can hear us, let me text him as well. Sorry, guys. Um, so, Ken, as far as... Um, okay, give me one second. Give me one second, guys. I'm going to try and do this. Sorry. Um, sure. I don't know what's happening here. All right, let me call him back now. I'm going to add him again. Technology. Yeah. I mean, it's well, great. Well, hello to Frankie, David Mann is there, Bobby Kulik, Sean, spoke to earlier today. Okay, guys, I'm getting him back. Hi, Bobby. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, we're merging now. Sorry, guys. Hi, Georgie, Maselli, my friend, Wayne Okay, Hill. guys, Kojak, I think we're here. Are you there, Bobby? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Sorry about that. It's technology. It's life. Um, so, Bobby, we played Wild One. So, of course, everyone loved that song. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about what that song meant to you. But I want uh, to say we have a few things in common here. You and I, real quick. Chubby Checker. I got to meet him when I was in my 20s the first time. And he actually came off stage, picked me up and put me on stage with him. And we twisted. Then I got to reconnect with him two summers ago and I went backstage and got a photo with him and a hug. So, and I know, um, you've played with him, correct? Oh, absolutely. We yeah. recorded an album together, yes. you know, and he's still, he's still working and he's still twisting and yes. he's twisting himself. He's twisting himself right into the ground for crying out It's about. crazy. It's crazy. And the other thing we have in common is we, we both never met Elvis. <laughs> yeah, correct. Never oh, never we met. never met Elvis. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about that song. Well, uh, first of all, it was my first million dollar for Cameo. Woo! And, and, and uh, that song, if you guys remember the Dick Clark Saturday Night Show, right? Uh, uh, out of New York City. And on the way back to Philadelphia, Dave Apple and I were in the back seat of the car. He always had his guitar and always had a pipe in his mouth. And he said, when we get back home, Bobby, this is going to be the next song you recorded, uh, to record. And he started on his guitar. And he started singing, oh, and we got back home to Philadelphia at a place called Reco Art Studios on 12th and Vine, which is now a studio called Sigma Sound, recorded it there, and it always had a great sound. I did a lot of recordings at, uh, at Reco Art, and basically that's how Wild One came about. That was awesome. So <clears throat> I want to play, I think it, Bob Kulik said his favorite one of yours was Forget Him, is that correct? That's what he said. So let's that's play that for Bob. Here you go. Bob Kulik from The Happenings, this is for you. Okay, from Bobby Rydell, baby. Forget him. Forget him. Forget him if he doesn't love you. Forget him if 
Tell us a little bit about what this song meant to you. Well, that was my last million seller back in uh, late 63, and I recorded this song in London, England at Pie Recording Studios. A gentleman by the name of Tony Hatch wrote the arrangement and wrote the lyrics. And Tony also wrote Downtown for Petula Clark and Call Me for uh, Chris Montez. And, uh, and You are uh, the one for the I'm sorry? You are the one for the Vogues also. Oh, he also did that? Oh, okay. Uh, marvelous, marvelous songwriter. And, uh, you know, Bernie Lowe uh, really didn't want to release the record because they didn't get publishing. Everything else that I recorded on Cameo, they got the publishing. And a disc jockey in Canada by the name of uh, Don Johnson on Chum Radio Started playing, started playing the record, and it leaked down into Detroit. And from there, Bernie Lowe had to release it. <laughs> you know, he just had to release the song. And like I said earlier, it became my third and last million seller. And it was the number three hit on the Chum label in Canada as well. Wow. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. There you go. Kojak does. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was on the charts for 16 weeks, if I can brag about it. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely. So. Number, number four charted hit. Number four. <laughs> so you guys heard his first million seller and his last here on the Jerry Petito Show with me and Kenny Kojak on Remember Them Radio. That is way too cool. Oh, hey. <laughs> yes, that is way too cool. Okay, so. I want to bring up something, and then Kojak wants to ask you about a movie. But I want to bring up Grease, because that was one of my favorite movies of all time, and they named Rydell High after you? Yes, I haven't, I haven't a clue why. It could have been named Anchor High, Avalon High, Fabian High, Presley High, <laughs> Everly High. 
for some cockeyed reason, they chose me. And what a great honor, you know, to be in that movie, such as Bye Bye Birdie, because they're both classics. Well, Kojak wants to talk to you about that movie. There you go, Kojak. There's your end, baby. Well, I know that Bobby still has a relationship on the phone with Anne Margaret. I mean, how could you not want to work with those classic, classic singers and actors? I mean, how did it feel to work with uh, Dick Van Dyke and, and Paul Lind? I mean, honest, that guy was funny, Paul Lind, right? Oh, my, oh my God, yeah. I mean, you know, totally, the whole cast was wonderful to work with. But, you know, most of my scenes were, you know, with Anne. And, you know, that was back in 1963. And just like you said, uh, Kenny, uh, to this day, we still remain very, very close friends. She calls me, I call her, just to find out how everything is, how she's doing, so on and so forth. And she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. So I have a question. Wait, I have a question. You know, Kojak and I, like, you know, uh, are wondering, like, does she do interviews? (laughs) I, I, I haven't a clue. I, I really don't know. I, I would imagine she, she would. I mean, hook us up, baby. Hook us up. Give it a shot. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're going to have to send over a couple of lasagnas. I, listen, I'll, listen, I'm a vegan chef plus an Italian chef. I will send both of them all the lasagna they want. <laughs> all right. So let's play Sway. Because people, the chat room is overflowing. Guys, hello to everyone. I can't individually say hello, but hello to everyone. I love you all. So we're going to play Sway. Here we go, guys. Woo! When she lifts a river, start to play. Dance with me. Make me sway. Like a lazy ocean, hug the shore. Swing me smooth, swing me now 
Amazing, amazing. Bobby, tell us a little bit about this song, what it means to you. Yeah, well, uh, we recorded an album in uh, New York City at RCA Recording Studios, and the album was never released, but three songs that we picked from that particular date was Volare, No Black Magic, and Sway. Amazing. Was that on the Good Time Baby album? Amazing. I haven't a clue. I don't know. Okay, my cheat, my cheat sheet says Good Time Baby. <laughs> so, you know what I want to do now? Um, we've got a few minutes left, of course. What I want to do now is, is, Bobby, just tell everyone a little bit about your background when you were a child. I know things started for you like at five years old. You started singing at seven and eight. Your dad was a big influence. Just give us a few minutes of that background. Yeah, uh, well, um, my dad, uh, when I was five years old, my father loved big bands, and uh, he wanted to introduce me to big band music, so he took me to see the Benny Goodman Orchestra at a theater in Philadelphia. Now, I didn't know Benny Goodman, but my dad wanted to introduce me to that kind of music, so I walked in there, I'm five years old, and I see four trumpets, four trombones, five saxophones, full rhythm section, piano, bass, drums, guitar, and I told my father, I said, well, this is really great, Dad. I said, but there's one guy, I don't know who he is, I don't know his name, but I want to be him. And that was Gene Krupa. He was playing drums for the Benny Goodman Orchestra. And that's how I started playing drums at five years old, all because I saw Benny Goodman with, uh, with Gene Krupa playing drums. And then my dad used to take me around when I was seven, eight years old to nightclubs. And he would ask the club owner, is that okay if my son got up to sing a couple of songs or do some impersonations, which I did, and people applauded. You know, I'm seven, eight years old. They said, oh, my God, this is wonderful. All I have to do is do this, and they do that. What a wonderful feeling. So basically, that particular time in my life was like my vaudeville, and it kind of got me ready for things that were going to happen later on in my life. That is, that's one of the most amazing little stories because I, I know my relationship with my dad. And when I heard you talking about that, it just brought a tear to my eye. So dad did a great job. So uh, he was, he was, he was my champion. The yep. only reason I'm in the business today is because of yep. my father. Yeah. My dad was my champion and that's why I'm alive. Him and God. So I love you. Uh, we still have a few minutes, but I want to take time right now to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat room. I want to say thank you to Angel and Steve again for this incredible platform, RTR, Remember Then Radio, guys. I want to say thank you to Kenny Kojak for being an incredible, incredible, incredibly guest co-host once again. I'm going to have him and tell I you. Well, I, I, I just got, I just got a text from Bobby Kulik, Yep, and he said. That Bobby sang with Peter and Peter and Gordon on the last malt shop cruise. Okay. Yes, I did. You yes, did? I, yeah, I sang with uh, I sang with Gordon, and we did World Without Love together. That's what he just texted me, Bobby. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. it was a wonderful moment. Amazing. So that's why Bobby texted me to say, make sure you say that. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I want to give my yeah. thank yous to you two, but then I'm going to have you two talk a little bit more real quick. Okay, so thank you again, Kojak, and I'm going to have you, of course, you. tell everyone when your show is. And, and Bobby Rydell, are you kidding me? 
I don't even know what to say except thank you, thank you for not only honoring us with this incredible interview, but for making my birthday weekend now magical. You've made it magical. Um, I love you. I thank you. Living legend, Bobby Wright. Yes, yes. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right here on the Jerry Petito Show with me and Kenny Kojak on RTR. Bobby, um, I'm going to let Kenny tell everyone when they can hear him, and then I'm going to give you the last eight minutes. Okay, so Kenny Kojak, you have a couple minutes, baby. Now, during this pandemic, you know, all I've been doing is recording things and hooking up with lead singers of various groups. Like I had Dennis Stefano last week, you know, of the Buckinghams. Great, great. I mean, I had Gary Puckett, Johnny Contardo, Jay Siegel. And he hits that note, you know, in his 80s, he hits that Lion Sleeps Tonight note. And I was just, I'm just blessed. And I have Vito Pacone coming up on his 80th birthday, uh, coming up March the 20th. So on the 22nd, I'll have him. Charlie Thomas I have an interview with. Jimmy Russo and Terry Johnson of the Flamingos. My show is every Monday at 8 o'clock from 8 till 11 on Remember Then Radio. And a lot of people in the chat room that I see here, I, I bless you for, for helping me out and coming in. And, and But I, what I love doing is at the end of my show, I like doing requests. So people ask the songs and I get it for them. But this Monday, Earl Lewis from the channel. So we're going back into doo-wop. From the late, from the, uh, actually at 15 years old in 1956, you know, he started singing Earl Lewis and uh, with the channel. But uh, I'm just blessed, you know, to, to be on this show. This is, this means so much to me. Uh, you, I'm talking, we're talking to a living legend, Bobby Rydell. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Bobby Rydell. Unbelievable. The floor is yours. Um, oh, lo- oh, oh, listen, I, I just made a mistake uh, when Bobby uh, wrote that text thing, uh, the Malt Shop Memories Cruise. That was Peter Asher, not Gordon. Gordon had passed away. Peter Asher. Oh. And we, we did World Without Love together, yeah. There you right. go. Right. Um, <laughs> so, Bobby, I want to give you the floor. You've got a few minutes, but I want to ask you something because I'm going to try and close out with one last song of yours, I'll Never Dance Again. Why is it considered a cult song? I honestly don't know, but from what I understand, true Bobby Rydell fans absolutely adore that record. Okay. So I'm going to give you the floor, and then hopefully we'll have a couple minutes at the end, um, and I'm going to close out with that song. So here you go. Say whatever it is you want to say to all your fans out there. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for being so loyal for God knows how many years. And hopefully I'll be able to see you guys again soon. Like I mentioned earlier, I'll be in Florida, Claremont Performing Arts Center, March 18th and 19th. And I'm just, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to get back on stage again and to work and have fun. Dean Martin always said, you know, what keeps you doing all of this work? He says, because I have fun. And that's what I like to do. I like to have fun. And I just can't wait to get back on stage and see all my fans again. So, guys, Bobby Rydell, legendary icon. I mean, this was probably one of the greatest interviews. What do you think, Kojak? Yes, yes. And there's so much history. You know, Dick Fox is, is the agent that put on these great shows with the Golden Boys. And uh, Frankie started playing the trumpet and Bobby played the drums in the very beginning. 
you know, of, of his career. And uh, since 1985, they've been on the road with the, the Golden Boys, with Fabian and them. It, I mean, it, it, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Imagine that. Like, Imagine that. Amazing. Yeah, that was, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, we started that in 1985. We did something like 61 nighters and it was absolutely wonderful and frank and i go back a lot of years you know i was 10 frankie was two years old or 12 that's how long we've been friends and after you know so many shows i said i called him cheech which is like frank and <laughs> you know cheech i said this is really wonderful but how long is this going to last a year two years tops and it's over that was 1985 it's 2021 we're still doing it and it's better than ever that's it's a, amazing that you amazing. guys are in the same neighborhood. Amazing! Yeah. The Golden Boys, yeah. that's amazing. Frankie and I were both born on 11th Street, and Frankie was on 9th Street, two blocks away from Fade and Me. That's like unbelievable. That's, <clears throat> it's amazing. Great. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so <laughs> the last thing I want to touch base on is this real quick. Um, in 1961, when you were when you performed at the Copacabana, I was born that year, and that's why I always say I was born too late. <laughs> I just had to throw that in, baby. I had to throw that in. Um, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> you were the youngest artist to perform there. Yes, yes. The youngest. <laughs> yeah, I was 19. I mean, think about that. Oh, man. All right. You were really, really something, baby. Okay. So having said all that, guys, again, I want to thank everybody. Bobby Rydell, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Me and Kojak, you made his okay. you made his day. You made my birthday weekend. I can't thank you I wanna enough. Say one, I want to say one. I don't hate to cut in, but I want to tell you that in Wildwood, there is a mural painting of Bobby Rydell honoring him. And that's what really made made Wildwood so popular. But there is a mural of him, a painting in Wildwood. Amazing. Doesn't look anything like me. It looks like my grandson, Tristan. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's very cool. So, all right. So, no more cutting in. Now we really have to close the show. Yeah, I am going to play. Um, I'm going to play I'll Never Dance Again because um, everyone seems to, you know, I love that. You know, it, it's like a cult song they're saying, and everyone just loves the song, and I love the song. I mean, who doesn't love this song, guys? Come on. Um, but again, Bobby Rydell, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for for giving us this incredible interview today here on Remember Them Radio. I love you. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Love you. So here, you. here we go, guys. to sway into the beat of your heart and your lips were saying that we won't dance apart now someone 